Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. And as Jessica reminds us that it shall all be well, we need that encouragement. As we continue today, our sermon series of hypocrites and the highway to God, we hone in on the dramatic portrayals of a hypocrite. The dramatic portrayals of a hypocrite. Friends, amazing actors and actresses are special people gifted by God. To have the gift of acting in such a way that causes viewers to feel as if they are traveling along with you on a detailed journey is a work of art. Yet one moving tool used by some actors and actresses alike is the tool of crying on demand. I mean, how do these actors and actresses do it? I mean, there are certain experiences that I've gone through in life that can move me to tears. But to cry on demand in the midst of a recording and pretend in such a realistic, vivid and believable manner, I mean, it makes all the difference in a dramatic portrayal. Famous dramatic portrayals such as Al Pacino in The Godfather or Morgan Freeman in The Shawshank Redemption possibly Denzel Washington in the movie Malcolm X, or one of my favorites, Will Smith, in the movie Ali. These dramatic portrayals are powerful and quite believable. But Al Pacino, Morgan Freeman, Denzel, or Will, they are committed to their occupations as actors. That's their job. But For many of us, dramatic portrayals are not a part of our job description. But yet on any given day, many of us could give these actors or actresses a run for their money in the dramatic portrayal department. How so, you may ask? Well, as we pretend, fake, or stretch the truth to cause others to care more about us, we are thus living the life of a hypocrite. We're living a life where we are using dramatic portrayals that we're not on a stage, but we're living in real life. And guess what? They should not be a part of the relationship and life of a follower of God. It belongs in the movies. And so today, my friends, we continue this series, Hypocrites, which can be classified in many ways as all of us, but yet no fear, the highway to God. Today we look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. So to dive more into the context of what's happening in the gospel according to Matthew is that we notice this clear message in the book of Matthew, and it's this, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the one who saves. Matthew's name, in fact, means gift from the Lord. And every day is a gift from God. This account here, 
was most likely written before the destruction of Jerusalem. Jesus is not preaching, however, in Matthew 6, just any type of sermon. Jesus is preaching a very famous sermon known to many believers today as the Sermon on the Mount. And today we examine the profound portion of Jesus's sermon known as the Sermon on the Mount, yes, but the dramatic portrayals of a hypocrite found in Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. And so listen to Jesus's words in verse 16. Jesus says, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do. For they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by others when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. Friends, from this verse, we're warned of a very specific warning. And this is the warning. It's kind of in your face. So get ready. Leave the dramatic portrayals to the thespians. Leave the dramatic portrayals to the thespians. Friends, a thespian is simply an actor or an actress. Actors or actresses, they play different roles in a specific manner to fulfill the plot of a given movie or series. Each actor or actress plays a different role and some play characters that they have absolutely nothing in common with in real life. This happens because in the moment, it's all about pretending. It's all about pretending in a, such a compelling manner that viewers will find this thespian strikingly believable. This is the goal of a thespian. But friends, this should not be the goal of a Jesus follower. We have no reason to pretend because God knows our hearts. We have no reason to act out a dramatic portrayal when we in fact are not on a stage, but we in fact are living a real life. We must leave the acting to the professionals, leave the acting to the thespians. And this is what Jesus is speaking directly about in Matthew 6, verse 16. Jesus shares, if you are going to abstain from food for any given amount of time, do not walk around saying, what's up, man? I didn't get to brush my hair, no put lotion on my face. You know why? Guess what? I'm fasting. No, 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 no. Jesus is telling all of us, don't do that. You don't need to run a headline in the online newspaper or tell everybody about the steps that you're taking to gain a closer relationship with God. Because when you do this, you are not pursuing the savior. In fact, you are pursuing praise from others. And friends, I want you to know this. It's impossible to build God's kingdom when you are already caught up in building your own kingdom. See, I look at it like this. Being hungry, it makes me what I like to call hangry because my hunger makes me angry and irritable. But here in Matthew 6, verse 16, Jesus is saying to these believers, as well as you and I, if fasting is a spiritual discipline that you practice, remember who you are doing it for. We fast, we abstain from food in an effort to promote intimacy with God. We fast for God to fill us with God's spirit. We don't fast to be noticed by others. We don't fast to be applauded by others. We don't fast to be viewed as holier than thou or some sort of spiritual giant. It's all about God. 
Jesus is not a fan of dramatic portrayals. And if you don't want to take my word for it, hit the rewind button again. And this time, look at Matthew chapter six, verse two. Jesus says, so when you give to the poor, don't sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets so that they may be honored by others. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. When we draw attention to ourselves, instead of pointing people to God, we become hypocrites. When we help others, but remind others every step of the way in the way that we have provided for them, we become hypocrites. When we engage in a spiritual practice, but desire earthly praise, the truth is we may not like it. We may not want to call it this, but guess what? In fact, we become hypocrites. When we say one thing and do another, we are hypocrites. Jesus in the sermon to ancient believers desires their authenticity, but he desires our authenticity too. Jesus, in fact, is telling us to let go of the play of pretend. So when we work or commit to a spiritual practice such as fasting, we attempt to give praise and honor to God. We don't attempt to draw attention to ourselves. And so in this dramatic portrayal of a hypocrite, heed the warning, leave the acting to the thespians. But yet it's in verse 17 that Jesus continues this dynamic sermon and he sums up another principle for us to take away and apply to our lives. And it's this spiritual disciplines are not done for public praise. I promise I'm not lying. Listen to Jesus's words in verse 17. He says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Spiritual disciplines are not something that we should dread or hate. They're actions taken to draw us nearer to God. Some spiritual disciplines will include journaling, where you write down your prayers and your thoughts to God. Another one is waiting as you choose to trust God about a given situation. Another discipline may be devotional readings of God's word, memorizing scripture, prayer, quiet time with God, even fellowshipping with others. But yet, as he's speaking about in verses 16 through 18, it can be fasting, the abstaining from food. These spiritual disciplines call us to God. And through these disciplines, we are reminded who we are in God. Therefore, in Matthew chapter six, verses 16 through 18, Jesus in his delightful sermon is sharing with believers past and present that spiritual disciplines, again, I tell you, are not done for public praise. Jesus is speaking specifically about the life and about the spiritual discipline of fasting. He's saying that committing to go without food is quite challenging by itself. He says, but when you are in this challenge, you need to couple it with prayer. That's why if you've ever read the Bible and seen prayer and fasting coupled together, it's a reason because this challenge of abstaining from food is not something that you need to do alone. This challenge of abstaining from food is not something that you need to do for praise. This challenge of literally abstaining from food means that you need to pray that God gives you the encouragement and the strength to keep going for that given amount of time. So, He's also telling us this. 
We commit to spiritual disciplines not to pretend, but to pursue God. So you see during the time of this text, to give more background, fasting was mandatory for every Jewish believer once a year on the Day of Atonement. However, the Pharisees, nice word for the religious leaders of that time, (laughs) they were people who believed that religious rituals and separation from sinners, in fact, pleased God. So they wouldn't wait to only fast one time a year on the Day of Atonement. They upped this time of fasting and said, we're going to commit to fasting two times a week. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely could not have been a Pharisee. (laughs) But they said they were going to fast two times a week. Now, check this out. They didn't do this to gain intimacy with God. They didn't do this to gain closeness with God. They did this to impress people with their pretend act of holiness. Friends, Jesus is telling believers past and present that I could care less about your rituals if there is no relationship. I could care less about your rituals of saying I go here every day or I go here every Tuesday if if you're really not going to have a relationship with me. Jesus is all about us walking hand in hand with him through the rough terrain, through the pleasant terrain and through all experiences of life if there is no relationship then the ritual is done for accolades, but it's not done out of a sincere heart of worship. And so today, my friends, our efforts of holiness don't have to make it to channel two or on any of our social media platforms. We do not have to tell these platforms every single detail of our lives. These platforms do not have to know how many times we've prayed or how many times we've served others. Because when we become addicted to attention, we replace our relationship with God with the ritual of people's applause. If you feel led to commit to the spiritual practice of fasting or any other spiritual practice, remember it's not done for public praise, but it's done to draw us nearer to the heartbeat of God. Friends, we need to leave the dramatic portrayals to the hip, to the thespians, excuse me. We need to realize that when we commit to spiritual disciplines, they're not done for public praise. But in verse 18, Jesus tells us we must desire, we must decide, excuse me, who we desire to please. We must decide who we desire to please. Friends, do you desire the applause of people or the approval of the savior. You see, the thing about people pleasing is it is so addictive. People pleasing not only harms us, but eventually without knowing it, it can begin to, we can begin to please others so much that we replace God with people in our lives. You see, each and every day, we must ask ourselves if we desire to please people or God. I love the way that Sanjo Jendai once said, people pleasing pleases everyone but the pleaser. See, Jesus shows us in verse 18 that as we seek to please God, he sees and acknowledges us. So listen to more of Jesus's words in verse 18. Jesus says, so that you're fasting will not be noticed by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. 
These verses I know are quite challenging because it shows us that God's not concerned about what lies on top per se. God is concerned about what lies beneath. You see, he's worried about our hearts. And friends, it's impossible to commit fully to any spiritual discipline and still crave the applause from others. That's like putting gasoline on a slice of pizza, eating it, and not expecting to have any type of health concerns. Friends, it just doesn't mix. God cares about our hearts because he knows that out of our hearts flow our minds, flow the way we think, flow our speech, and also our actions. But if you don't believe that Jesus is very much concerned about the status of our hearts, Look at what he told Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. The Lord told Samuel, he said, don't look at his appearance at the height of his status or his stature because I have rejected him. For God sees, not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Friends, if we want to please God, we must give our heart to God. If we want to please God, we must also open our heart and ourselves to God. We please God by being rooted in God, not seeking attention. We please God by loving God and not loving simply the sound of our own voice. We please God by asking God to have open heart surgery on each and every one of us and rid us of those hypocritical characteristics that have no business in us. We please God by allowing our public devotion to be a continuation of our private prayer life to God. So the question is, will you spend your life acting? Will you spend your life literally putting on a dramatic portrayal for others? Or will you honestly seek God? Because honestly spending time with the Father can impact our lives greatly. Friends, I once heard this story about a little girl and her father who loved going to Walmart. They loved shopping together and the whole way home, they would talk about the deals and the low prices that they took advantage of. Well, one day as they pulled up to their favorite Walmart, this little girl jumped out the car before her dad could put the car in park. She ran up to the doors, but the doors did not open. She looked back to her daddy and said, Daddy, I believe that Walmart is closed. He said, no, just wait there a minute and I will stand in together and we'll see if the door is open. She stomped her feet three times, but the door didn't acknowledge her. It was an automatic door. Well, all of a sudden, her father grabbed her hand and before he could put his right foot to the ground, the doors flung immediately open. She said, daddy, why would these doors not open for me when I was standing by myself. He said, baby, it's because you're too small. You don't weigh enough. And when I stand with you, I have more weight and influence with you than you do. Friends, I want you to know we're just like that little girl. That when we try to do life alone, we don't have enough weight or influence to really fight the battles that are assigned to us. We're just like this little girl that we look back to our daddy God for help. We're just like this little girl where we're literally trying to fight through life, swim my way through life, try every tactic, try everything. But guess what? We don't have enough influence to win the battle. But when we spend time with our father, 
we can stand with our father and our father causes doors to open that would never open any other way. So will you stand with God today? Will you stop acting like you have it all together and strip literally and spiritually before God and say, I need you, God. And these are in the ways that I need you. Will you stop wearing that little mask that fits so great and tightly to your face and realize that the Lord never tailor made a mask that was for you? Will you realize that God deserves to see your heart? God deserves to have surgery on your heart and God deserves your authentic relationship with him. Friends, whether you're a believer or not, we all need God. And friends, I want you to know that if you're watching this right now and you found yourself caught up in dramatic portrayals of acting like everything was okay and you don't know Jesus, I want you to know Jesus because Jesus knows you. All you have to do to establish your relationship with Christ and give up the act is simply this. Pray a prayer with me, will you? The prayer is this. Why don't you repeat it? I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died for all of my sins. And I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. If you're watching this and you know you pretend at work, you pretend at home, you pretend with your friends and you're tired of pretending and you don't believe you can fight this battle alone, I want you to know you're right. You can't. But if you need someone to pray for you, we here at Second Punts want to pray for you. We all pretend sometimes, but we're not children anymore. It's not allowed. Let's be honest. Let's tell the truth. If you need some prayer, feel free to email us at altogether at spdl.org. And so, my friends, I want you to know we all love to watch dramatic portrayals, and that's okay. But we all do not have to live. Acts of pretend holiness. And so our together takeaway is simply this as we prepare to leave is don't pretend your way through life. Permanently open your heart to God and allow God to transform you. Friends, I'll say it again. Don't pretend your way through life, but permanently say, here, God, here I am and allow God to transform you. Friends, connect with us through the various ways that we have, podcasts, watching here at four o'clock, or if God is moving in your heart and you desire to give, feel free to go to spdl.org and there is a giving option there. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. We do not take it for granted, but I want to tell you and urge you so much, leave those dramatic portrayals alone and give yourself to God. I promise It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.